day. What's going on? Uh, mate, thank you very much for taking the time. Never, I appreciate it. Uh, all good, all good. Always good to have a chat. Now, look, it's been a while since we've had a chat. There's lots of stuff we have to cover. I mean, big congratulations on the win. You got it done in just over a minute on the weekend. But uh, there's more we have to go over. We obviously have to talk about that fight. I want to talk about your fight that you had, what, a month ago? Yeah, yeah. So I want to cover some other stuff too, because since we last spoke, you've made the move over to NZ. And then you had some stuff happen with the One Warrior series, which I want to touch on if that's cool too. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Sounds good. All right, cool. So let's go back then. Tell me about the move to NZ. What prompted that? Uh, so I moved in the first or the second week of January, I think. I think January the 12th I moved over. Uh, it was just um, at that point before that I was kind of just, you know, going around to about four or five different gyms during the week and it was getting, travel time was getting quite high and the, no offense to my training partners, but they just, uh, they just went up to scratch and uh, I just didn't feel like I was getting quality training in there. I felt like I was spending more time traveling to gyms than I was actually training. And, um, you know, obviously with the, the level of fighters that they have at CKB, I thought, they got it all under one roof and they seem to know what they're doing. I'm just going to make them move over there and see how it goes. So I packed it all up and moved over there, sold all my sold my car, sold all my stuff. Managed to get a, a, a job over there with a really good a really good boss just working in a normal gym doing PT work and then set myself up nicely and just jumped straight in with the protein. So that was, it was an easy transition, but it was... Uh, an easy transition, but a lot of hard work there, so I'm really enjoying it. Now, look, I mean, for those that don't know, uh, CKB is obviously doing massive things. You would have to be living under a rock at the minute if you follow MMA to not know how well they're doing on the international stage. I mean, the amount of guys... I, w- I want to say they've got currently, like, the best win record, the best win ratio in the UFC this year. I think that's right, yeah. They haven't, they haven't lost a fight this year, actually, in so, 2019. That's massive. So, I mean, obviously to have those guys around you all the time has got to be an absolute blessing. But like you said, I mean, it's, it, I'm sure that the fit-in was, was good, but there's obviously been a lot of hard work to get to that point. And the pack-up and the move is, is a massive thing. I'm always really interested to talk to people who have done those big international moves because it's got to be scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, when I was on the plane over there, I was just thinking, oh, crap. Is this really happening? Yeah, fine, don't worry. It's only, it's only three hours away from Sydney. You can always come back. <laughs> yeah, no, it was all good. But that's the thing, because it's not even like you've gone, oh, I'm just going to duck over to... Because obviously we, we both know lots of people. They they go over to Thailand or they do the Bali stop over or whatever it may be. They go and, go and train at international gyms, international fighters, that sort of thing. But to make the move like you've made it, go car, stuff, sold, new job, let's do it. Like, let's... 100% both feet in, we're making the move. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, I've done camps before, you know, like two weeks here, three or four weeks here and there, training at other gyms. And I just feel like you don't really get better, you just get fitter. And I'm like, mm. you can always just get fitter on, on your own accord. You know, you just go grab a conditioning book and just put your head down and work. But to really shut, uh, now become a learn new skills, become a new fighter, just become completely different. It's it's not it's not an eight week, twelve week thing. It's uh it's a yearly thing. You have to be in it for life. Mm. 
a, a good part of your life or forever if you if you're one of those people who's just a martial artist it'll be a forever thing so I also read an article I think it was before I had already decided to move but I also read an article online and they were interviewing uh, Eugene because yep. uh, Israel was getting ready to fight Anderson and they they interviewed Eugene and they're like um, so what do you what do you uh, think about like people doing like all the super camps like Jackson Winkle Johns uh, ATT uh, what's another one like um, Henry Hoof's gym and he's like those guys go over there and they do you know they do like the eight week camps and they just get fitter he's like I want people who want to come over and like give me two three four years and you'll be a better fighter you won't just be a fitter fighter but you'll be a better fighter so when I read that like a week before I was moving over I'm like okay, okay I need to do at least two years over here yeah so that is um, an interesting point because you do see, I mean, obviously there's lots of people doing it, making the moves to, like you said, those super camps, doing a fight camp there, you know, not necessarily setting themselves up there permanently. And I'm sure yeah. that there's obviously benefits to it. Like you said, the fitness, I think, is, is the biggest thing. And then obviously getting around those sort of experienced guys and girls for eight weeks at a time, the sparring, stuff like that. But then to really sort of uh, get entrenched with a coach and work with a coach, that's got to be a big difference. You know, have that coach not just see you as an eight-week stopover, see you as, like, part of the gym, part of the family. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You, you got to... I think you got... At a gym like City Kickboxing, you really have got to give more than you take because there's so many other guys there who are fighting as well. It's not a personal thing where you're just going over for eight weeks, you know, getting the PT here and there with a with a pad holder, doing your airdyne work and, and sparring. It's like, at the same time, you're training for a fight, there's three or four other guys training for fights as well. They need partners there. They're relying on you. So once your eight-week camp is done, you don't just fuck off. You stay there. You're mm. like, I'll be back in the gym on tomorrow. I fly back in tomorrow. I'll be in training tomorrow night, helping all the other boys get ready for their fights. It's like, it's a, uh, you got to really give more than you take at those gyms, at that yeah. gym like that. That's awesome. All right. Now, look, it makes sense to make the move. I mean, like you said, uh, the difference between where you were and where you are now having everything in the one spot has got to be just such a big difference, you know, such a big difference to your training and your time management. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, when I talk to, to all those young guys and girls who are training and stuff like that, that's got to be the hardest part for a lot of them. Going, oh, how do I, you know, if you're training at all these different gyms, it's the commute that kills you. It's not necessarily the training. You're in training for three hours a day, four hours a day, whatever yeah. it may be. But it's the it's the twenty minutes, half an hour each way, and then it's the getting back out to the other gym. Oh, the other my jujitsu's over the other side of town, but my strength and yeah. conditioning. How do I, how do I line it all yeah. up? And then yeah. getting all the coaches on the same page. That's the other oh, hard thing. Goodness. Getting everyone oh, to do because otherwise, I've spoken to a few guys that that do that where they have it different places and trying to actually. And I've spoken to some of the coaches that work with those type of guys, and they say the same thing. And that the hardest part is knowing that, oh, shit, I've got to make sure that the strength and conditioning coach isn't murdering them because they've got sparring tonight, and the Muay Thai coach isn't getting them to do hard sparring tomorrow because they've got, you know, jiu-jitsu, or like whatever, you know, however it lays out. But having everything in one place has to make that so much easier. Oh, it's, it, it, yeah, you just hit the nail on the head. It's so much easier. Um, I was pretty fortunate that I managed to score an apartment right across the road from the gym, so... <laughs> I didn't have I didn't even have to shower at the gym. I can just walk home and shower. But like we were saying, like keeping all the coaches on the same page. There's only Eugene is like uh, he's 
he's a mad genius. He's, the, the name suits him. Like, he knows so much about conditioning on top of striking, on top of jiu-jitsu, on top of wrestling. So there's no need to get all the coaches on the same page because he is the coach. And so you say, oh, I feel like this. And he'll say, okay, drop conditioning down by this a little bit. Uh, take tomorrow's session off. We've got sparring the next day, so you'll be fresh for sparring. It's just like, it's just, as you said, it's just easier now. It's so much easier. There's no one-hour delay waiting for one coach to reply to your message so you can tell the other coach. It's just like, it's instant transmission. It's just all nice. there. That's awesome. All right, so look, I mean, you've made the move over there. You've entrenched yourself there. Everything's going smoothly. Next thing that I saw on social media, there's, there's all those videos of you doing the One Warrior Series stuff. Um, the lead-up for that, so you've got selected for that, and then fight falls through. So I need to know. So what happened with that? Walk me through that as much as you can. All right, so it's a bit of a long story, but That's thankfully right. uh, I tried out for the first series of One Warrior in December of 2016, uh, sorry, December 2017, went to Manila, wasn't successful, but they had my name on, on paper because they, they could only take Filipinos at the time. And so uh, long and short, they come to Sydney at the start of the year and they hit me up before they go there and they go, oh, you're in Manila, um, we're coming to Sydney, uh, we'll, we're going to take a bunch of guys, but we'll sign you up now. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I sign up, we do a bunch of filming in Sydney, go hang out with Rich Franklin and... Uh, Jonathan Fong and we like do some do some filming stuff with some videos and then I have a fight lined up for end of April in Singapore and then I do all these they have like very very uh, strict medical checks and so something happened with my medical check it was like a, just a congenital disease there's nothing or not a disease just like a, a little problem I fought Heaps of times with it. I didn't even know I had it at the time because I'd never needed one of the checks that they asked me to get. And it was all good. Uh, like, I didn't, like, I'd fought 20 times with it, all good, never had any problems. And they're like, oh, did you know you have X, Y, Z? And I go, well, uh, no, I didn't know that. And they go, well, we have a rule that says you can't have that. And I go, oh, so what does that mean? They go, it means you can't fight. And then this was two days before I was meant to fight. I'd already flown over to Singapore. And Eugene was already in the air on the plane coming to Singapore, so I couldn't text him and be like, don't get on the plane, don't get on oh. the plane. And so he lands that next morning. I've been told that night before at about 11 p.m. Singapore time, and he lands. He knocks on my hotel room door, and he's like, you going to fuck this guy up or what? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, mate, take a seat. And he's like, don't tell me the fight's off. And I'm like, oh, it is. And he's like, did the guy pull out? And I'm like, oh, not quite. Then I told him, and he's like, he's like, oh shit. So you're good? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Like, it's nothing serious. It's it's benign. Like, it's pretty much just obsolete. Not going to do anything. It's just they're so strict with their medical tests because they've, as you might know, well, you probably already know, they've already had someone under their promotion die, uh, and they're very, they've got rid of weight cutting as well, and so they're very, they're, they're very strict towards like how how healthy the athletes are. They want you to be 100% perfect. Like your eye test has to be perfect. Your bloods have to be perfect. Your balance from your concussion test and your memory has to be like 100% perfect. Like you can't fail anything. And uh, I already, when this happened, I um and I posted up about it. Uh, the bar, the head coach of Bali MMA also told me that one of his guys from one championship had the same problem. 
And because uh, they only brought in that rule at the start of the year, and then the guy who was what's his name Gianni, he had the same problem as me, and he'd already fought six times or something with one championship, and then they bring in the rule, and they say you can't fight anymore. He's like, what the hell? Like I've already had six fights with you guys. I'm like, oh sorry, rules are rules. So anyways, um, so two days before they just pulled me off the card, and unfortunately my opponent wasn't able to get a replacement on two days' notice, so he didn't get a fight either. And yeah, and then Eugene was there, and pretty much as soon as he landed, six hours later, we got a flight back out of there, back to New Zealand, and uh, that was it. Like uh, their matchmaker, who's also like in charge of contracts and lawyers, all that stuff, all the legal stuff. Uh, going back and forth with him on messages and he's like oh there's nothing I can do this comes all the way up from the, the head honchos and at one championship and uh, he uh, said so I'm out of my contract and he said yeah it's pretty much it your contract is pretty much obsolete so that was the end of my experience with one championship and unfortunately I could because of that rule that they have um, I won't be able to fight with them again but that's that's just another chapter in the story and it's going to add to add to a better story later on, I guess. Well, that's, I mean, like you said, I mean, you can fight elsewhere. It's not like a, a debilitating thing. It's just part of their rules. It is what it is. And you've moved yeah. on since then. Because I remember when you posted up about it and you said you were stepping away, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, what, like, I'm thinking of something really bad for you to sort yeah. of... Was that more just an emotional reaction to the situation, though? I thought it was bad at the time. Okay. And then they were like, you need to go see a specialist. So I went and saw the specialist four weeks later. And like for those four weeks, I was like, oh shit, I'm not going to do any spine or any anything like that just in case. And um, then I saw the specialist and he just kind of like laughed and he's like, bro, are you serious? They didn't let you fight? He's like, <laughs> he's like I got I got three UFC fighters who I look who would take care of have the same thing as you, and they've had you know. 10 plus, one of them's had over 20 fights in the UFC. So one of them's had like five fights in the UFC, all this stuff. And he's like, and he's got pro boxers who've got it as well. He's like, mate, you'll be fine. You will be fine. So that was, as soon as I walked out of that specialist office, I did like a, a hard fist pump into the air. I was smiling. I was like, yeah. yeah so hit up all nice. the matchmakers I could think of. I'm like, get me a fight. Get me a fight. <laughs> All right, sweet. So then let's talk about the fights because you've had a quick turnaround from that then, I guess. You know, like you've gone through all that stuff, one, gone through the specialist, and then you've had two fights in quick succession. Both finishes, yeah, you got the KO, or the TKO last month, and then the submission this weekend. Let's go to the uh, TKO first. Tell me about that. Walk me through that. Uh, so that was that was here in Sydney. Both fights were in Sydney. Uh, this was on a... Who, who ran it? It was Cage MMA series. It was a bit of a local show, but I'm friends with the promoter, so he was he was good about it, flying me over. He also flew over a teammate as well, who was for the main event. But yeah, it was uh, a first round finish. Uh, about three minutes in, uh, I felt really good going into the fight. Had a really solid training camp. Probably had about six weeks of training for it. Um, but before that as well, I just uh, laid down a lot of layers of skill work as well. A lot of drilling, a lot of new striking tools that I learned. Uh, and when I got in there, like uh, a lot of my friends who came to watch had seen me fight previously. Afterwards, they were like, "Oh, you look like a completely different fighter. Like your stance is different. Your your striking, the way you throw strikes, is a lot more different." He's like, and they said you looked a lot uh, a lot calmer as well. So 
one of the big things that helped me going into that was just knowing that I'd done really high-quality rounds with high-quality training partners, and there was just a big confidence going in there having that, knowing that I've been training with UFC fighters, PFL fighters, uh, who else, uh, heavyweight pro boxers, everything. everything. Mm. So it was just really good to kind of get that first one out of the way and validating to myself that moving to a new gym and moving countries is uh, was worth it. Nice. And obviously paid off in spades getting that first round finished. Now, this last one, the Superfight MMA one, just, just gone the other day, yep. was that a planned fight? Because that's a quick turnaround. Was, it just, was that a month, like, pretty much exactly? Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, it was about a month, I think. It was about four four weeks or four and a half weeks. But I pretty much, I told the promoter I was looking for a fight uh, about two weeks before the first one. So I had that one... The first one already planned, and two weeks before that, I managed to secure a second one. And I'm like, "Oh, I better not get injured in this first one." I'm like, oh, fucked for the second one. But I didn't. I didn't tell the promoter I was doing the first one because I didn't want him to be like, "Nah, I can't let. I can't have you fighting four weeks before." Like, what if something happens? So I'm like, "Oh, yeah, better better make this one quick and not get hurt." Yeah, I was, I was happy to uh, come away unscathed from that one as well, but. Uh, no injuries and good weight cut. I was just able to roll straight back into training the next week, jump in with the boys, start start doing my conditioning, sparring, and all the hard wrestling straight away. And it was just like it was just like I'd sparred on the weekend and was straight back into the gym. That was didn't give it a second thought really. Nice. All right. So I mean, the fight itself, minute and six seconds of the first round submission win, yeah. Yep. Yep. No. Nice. Right, tell me about the fight itself. Then walk me through that fight. Ah, oh, so uh, coming out, I felt actually felt quite tired for that one. I'm not sure why. Um, I was a little bit more nervous for this one because I'd fought on Super Fight before, but I'd I had uh, lost the last time I fought on Super Fight, so it was kind of a bit of like a like I didn't want to jinx myself or anything going out there. So I was a little bit more nervous, and I didn't really sleep the night before, and I couldn't really sleep during the day. But when I came out, uh, I was trying to hit a lot of feints. To, to get a read on him because I couldn't find that much footage on him. I found one fight on the on um, Leo, who was my opponent, but I didn't really see get to see much of like his style. It was mostly just him grappling with the other guy against the fence, so we didn't see much striking. So it was, I came out through some feints, but he didn't really react to them. And I could hear Eugene saying, "You need to sell it more. You need to sell it more." But by the time I was trying to sell it a little bit more, move, he'd already shot in. Um, I felt his head on the shot in uh, in my ribs, and I could kind of feel his neck on my ribs, and I thought, oh, I could probably try and get a guillotine from here. So I, I, uh, I put a high elbow guillotine on and kind of jumped into like a, like a half guard with a knee shield. And then I tried to go for a sweep with a butterfly hook and come into mount, kind of like, uh, like a Luke Rockhold, Luke Rockhold style mounted guillotine, but Leo did well to defend it and did a gator roll out of it before I could come to mount. We had a little bit of a scramble. I think I hit a snap down and then got a go behind and ended up getting my hooks in and a little bit of uh, defending from him and moving around. I could hear Eugene saying, come to mount, come to mount, but I had his back. I had like a seatbelt on and Eugene's like, come to mount, come to mount. 
I look over at Eugene and I'm like, really? I think I can choke this guy. <laughs> like I look at, I, look, I watch the video a little bit and my face is like, really? Are you sure? I think, I think I can choke this guy. And then, uh, sure enough, a few, few more punches to his head and some hand fighting. I think I got, um, two hands on one hand. Oh, sorry. He got two, two of his hands on one of my hands. So I managed to get, uh, my forearm under his neck from there and just, and lock up the choke. So yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with that. Nice. Well, look, two two big wins in the space of a month, a TKO and a, uh, and a submission win. You've got to be happy with that. Bit of a redemption, obviously, coming back from, from the loss and then coming back from the uh, the medical stuff. That's a yep. good turnaround, man. That's a nice That's a nice sort of end towards the end of the year. That's a very good turnaround for moving countries, mm. moving camps, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, think, um, I think Eugene's also is getting another offer for me to fight another four weeks, so... No injuries here, just uh, just a little bit fat from eating too much food, so I might jump, <laughs> jump in on that one. Well, would you not? I mean, hey, it's worked so far, man. Quick turnarounds, unscathed. Why would you not jump in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's wait, wait, that's the next one, then. I was going to ask, what can we expect for the next, you know, the rest of the year? 2019, heading towards the end. Two fights under our belt now at the new camp, but you reckon maybe four weeks. Anything else other than that planned for the rest of the year? Um... Well, if I get this one in four weeks, hopefully I can win it. And then maybe after that, aim for a couple of... There's, I think there's a couple of shows happening in Sydney or in Melbourne in December. Uh, I might, might try to pitch to them, get me on one of those shows. And who knows, bang out four fights in four months. That would be, that'd be outstanding. That's, that'd be a good end of, that's a good end of the year, man. That makes 2019 a big win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah, nice. Dude, I was stoked to see you get the wins. I was really, I was really happy to see that Thanks, sort of redemption story, man. It was very cool for me to be able to see. It's always nice to be able to track that stuff and um, see good guys doing good things. And especially, like I said, after those sort of negative things, to have these positives and so close together, to have that turnaround and have two big wins so close together, that's a very cool thing. Thank you. Yeah. Was, I think my mum and my dad were happier than me because they're like, oh, thank God, he's, he's moved overseas and this is working out means he's not going to move back in. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to come back. He's sold all his yeah. stuff. He can't come back. He's got to stay. Yeah. We don't have to do laundry every day, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. All right, look, before we wrap it up, you know the drill. Anyone you want to mention, shout out, tag, anything like that, let them know now, and when I post up later on as well, we'll tag them in. Yeah, I just want to uh, say thank you and shout out to Eugene and pretty much the whole team at CKV. It's just like, it's not just the pro team there who supports everyone. It's also the, I wouldn't just like the regular members as well. You know, they're, they're so supportive of you and helping you out and just letting you know that you're like, cause I'm a new guy who's moved over to that gym. They're like, Oh, you're from Australia. Like, do you have any family here? I'm like, no, I got no one here. It's like, you know, they invite me out to their houses to have a barbecue with them. Uh, they give, they've given me a couch. They've given me TVs. They've given me, sheets for my bed and stuff is just it's such a good community so i just if anything just just shout out to everyone at ckb who's who's just uh who supports the pro team who supports the fighters there it's just one big family i feel like it's just a really good environment that that helps build fighters who who might not uh you don't have a lot but they really love the sport and they just need that little bit of support to get by and then they then they can hit that next level so Big shout out to everyone there and all the coaches as well. There's the coaches they don't get paid to come over 
to do these small pro shows. They do it for the love, and it's just, it's just. So, I'm just so grateful to have a lot of people like that who who just want to see you succeed rather than looking at uh, financial gain. Nice man. Well, that's that's the feel good stuff I like to hear, man. That's the stuff I like to hear about the sport, and I think it's important for other people to hear it too because that is uh, definitely one of the benefits. And one of the little hidden gems of the sport, the uh, the family mm. aspect, and and when you find a special gym like that, man, it's a special thing. Yeah, oh, definitely, hundred percent. Cool, bro. Well, look, man, it's been a pleasure chatting to you, and it was a uh, it was a pleasure to uh, see you get those wins, man. It was really cool. So, thank you very much for the chat, and uh, hopefully, you can get a fight in four weeks, and we can talk again soon. Sounds good, Dylan. Thank you very much for your time. See you, bro. Talk soon. Thank you. Bye. See you, mate.